to the Wednesday edition of the Bookshop Podcast. I'm Mandy Jackson-Beverly. Join me as I speak with authors and other guests who specialize in subjects dear to my heart, the humanities and our environment. To help the show reach more people, please consider sharing with friends and family and on social media. And remember to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. You're listening to episode 131. LitFest Pasadena begins Saturday, April 30th through Saturday, May 14th and marks the festival's 10th anniversary. To celebrate, the organizers are embracing a dynamic new format, expanding locations as well as returning to known favorites. LitFest Pasadena brings acclaimed authors and new voices together to engage in a variety of powerful and inspiring literary and social conversations. This year's in-person event is, as always, free to the public and no registration is required. Kat Ward is the event manager and special projects manager for Lightbringer Project, the organization behind LitFest Pasadena. Hi, Kat, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Let's begin with the part you play in LitFest Pasadena and the parent nonprofit Lightbringer Project. And what is Lightbringer Project and who is the founder? Well, so, okay, so I am the event manager and special projects for Lightbringer Project. Lightbringer Project is an arts and education nonprofit organization based in Pasadena, California. And it was begun actually in the 90s by um, local residents who were kind of looking at the artistic community, wondering how can we bring whether you're architects or you're writers or painters or anything, bring our profession and what we know and kind of bring it into the community, connect with the community, and um, whether you're in school or all the way to adults. And so the president of Lightbringer Project is Tom Coston, and the directing manager is uh, Patricia Hurley. And they have been running Lightbringer Project for 35 years. Basically, the events, what I was brought on to manage was the LitFest Pasadena, the Pasadena Chalk Festival. And we also have a wacky wonky parade called the Pasadena Doodah Parade. So, so I've kind of spilled over a little bit, but that's where I began. Um, Lightbringer has five different programs that they bring into LA County public schools and their arts and education. And so they have a room 13, um, art studios, which were begun in Scotland and now they're worldwide. We opened the first room 13 art studios in North America and, um, we also have an Omega Sci-Fi Award, which is for high school students writing short science fiction stories. We have EFTA, which is Expressing Feelings Through Art, which is uh, high school students creating an art piece in any medium they want and writing like an essay or a poem. And we connect them. We have an art exhibit. We award them cash prizes and awards. We have Locavore Lit LA is an online literary journal and we create state-of-the-art curriculum and we the concept is 
to have local writers and illustrators create short stories, poetry, essays, memoir excerpts, reflecting the world that these students in the public schools live in. So the idea is to bring content into the classroom that they can relate to. And because they're relating to it, they can immerse themselves into it. And the idea is to create the the love of learning, the love of reading. And then we also uh, nurture writing. So hopefully the love of writing and creating as well. And, um, and so we also bring authors and illustrators into the classroom as well to talk about their journey, because a lot of them are from the same neighborhoods, and how their challenges and their successes, and they walk them through an art or writing exercise. So it's, it's all about having these students look at this successful author or, or artist and go, oh, that could be me. That could be me. This is possible. So those are some of the things we do. Wow, that's a lot. It is. <laughs> I love what Lightbringer Project is about and all of the creativity they bring to the Pasadena community. And you said they've been going for 35 years, my goodness. 35 years, yeah. And I'm intrigued with the educational side of Lightbringer Project. And I'm going to inject one more thing. We do have a career pathways where we have we have hooked up with local, very well-known and respected advertising agencies. And what they do is they gather um, students and they give them a project. Okay, we need branding. We need something for um, maybe it's a nonprofit, maybe it's a particular product. And these kids, back before COVID, but even now, they would go into the office and work on this and then have to present it to the ad agency, all their different ideas with drawings and concepts. So they would get a sense of what a real work environment is like. And then what they came up with and created would actually be chosen. And, um, and that, and again, another, another way to show kids that this is possible for you. You can't, you can reach these heights. And um, so I really love that program too. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Now, you have a background in photography, is that right? I was a photographer for a long time. Uh, When I was younger, I traveled a lot, and I spent about a year going to Fiji and New Zealand and Australia, uh, hitchhiking around. And on the plane ride back, I realized I had 72 rolls of film and that maybe I should take a photography class. So I did. Uh, I, I grew up in Connecticut, so this was back in Connecticut. And um, from that class, I got a job with a local uh, series of newspapers and worked for them doing photojournalism for about three years. And then I drove cross country to L.A. to kind of get out of the Connecticut. And, um, and I did photography for a while, uh, supporting as an assistant. But then I was also working on my first manuscript. So um, and I had worked in restaurants. So I actually... Um, did craft service for production commercials for seven years because I wanted to finish my manuscript. But then when my daughter was about a year old, uh, my, my ex-husband was in production and, um, and I decided one of us needed a nine to five. So I ended up working um, for a photography studio in West Hollywood for about two or three years. And then I went out on my own and started my own headshot photography business. 
Um, so I did that for about 10 years. Um, I had, you know, natural light studios all over the place. And mostly, I, I mostly um, photographed, I mean, I photographed adults, but I really specialized in children because I can relate to kids and, and, and talk to them pretty well and make them laugh and try to get a really natural response and capture that natural smile. And so I did that for about a decade. Well, I can definitely see why you spent time in Fiji. Uh, my husband and I spent time there and we were in Abbott by the people. They are absolutely beautiful inside and out. Most beautiful people, yes. Okay, let's get back to LitFest. What do you think makes LitFest Pasadena unique? What I love about LitFest is that we do focus on local authors. So we there's so so our emphasis is to be as diverse as possible, reflect our community as much as possible, to obviously have established authors, but also bring in the people who are working on it, you know, working on their way, maybe only have one book under their belt. And so we want to try to feature, you know, people who maybe not necessarily in the mainstream yet, um, but give them a place, give them a voice. Most years, what we do is we have a call for submissions and anyone can send something in with an idea. Oh, I have an idea for a panel discussion for true crime. And so this is my concept. This is my title description. These are the, the participants I'm thinking of. And we get a hundred, 150 of those. And then our planning committee has to kind of knock it down and, uh, and go through. But I do love that concept because anyone can send in a submission. We are small, you know, we are small. We're not, we're not 500 authors at the LA Times Festival of Books. We are small and we like that. We like the idea of keeping things intimate so the audience feels like they are connected to the author. You have time to, to mingle. And also the co-founder of LitFest Pasadena, the founders were Jonathan Gold, who was the uh, Pulitzer Prize winning food critic for the LA Times, who just passed away a few years ago, and his best friend, Jervie Turvalon, who's an author. And then Larry Wilson, who was the public editor for the Pasadena Star News. And Jonathan and Jervie kind of got up this idea, and then they hooked up with Larry, and they created LitFest. Jervie is um, originally from New Orleans, so he's very big on diversity, diversity, diversity. We cover a lot of genres. You know, obviously, we have panel discussions on... Uh, you know, on mystery and general fiction and memoir and, you know, all the things. We have panel discussions that talk about either writers of color, authors of color, navigating the publishing world, or they talk about anything, you know, but um, it's, we always have panel discussions about social justice, social change, you know, talking about real world things. And so that, I think that kind of makes us unique as well. And this year, LitFest is an in-person event. Will it also be streamed? And I'd love to hear about some of the locations. It is not going to be streamed. We did do a virtual LitFest in 2021. And wow, okay, that was a challenge. Again, we are kind of small. So we kind of have to pick and choose what we do and what's in your pocket. 
We do have that on the back burner in case there's an incredible surge that we have to we have to deal with. Um, but we are we are hoping we will be in person. It's looking that way, so we're planning that way. For many many years, Litfest Pasadena was over a weekend, and it was in the Pasadena Playhouse district. So our hub was Roman's Bookstore. Our other hub was the Playhouse. We also were like at El Portal Restaurant. You know, we were in a gallery, so it was all within like a couple of blocks. Had tons of locations. But we all have a love for Altadena, and we've been wanting to incorporate Altadena. So after two years away, we decided, let's mix it up. And so this year is a completely different format. Um, It is five days, not whole days, but five days over three weeks. And we decided to try to incorporate the location with what we are sharing, what, what we're offering to the public. And this works especially well with our opening day on Saturday, April 30th, because we are at Mountain View Mausoleum. Um, and that is going to be for everything, you know, mystery, science fiction, speculative fiction, you know, horror. And the mausoleum, have you, have you ever been there? I have not as yet, but it looks absolutely gorgeous. It's stunning. It's stunning. It's, it's, it was built around 1923. Um, uh, I think the gentleman's name was Cecil E. Bryan. Uh, he built a lot of mon- mausoleums, but this was his masterpiece. And um, the architectural aspects of it are absolutely stunning. So we're going to have two locations for simultaneous panel discussions. And then the evening is going to be, is going to culminate with a conversation between best-selling authors Greg Hurwitz and Michael Connolly. So that's our first day. What a fabulous opening event, my goodness. And what events do you offer for teens and kids? This year, there's not a lot. Because of the changed format, we kind of had to pick and choose what we were going to do. In 2019, we had like a podcaster who came in and read a book with teens, and they were able to ask questions, and that was great. On Saturday, May 14th, which is our final day, um, and we're at Vroman's Bookstore as well as the Pasadena Presbyterian Church. Um, At the church, we do have three panel discussions, one on picture book authors uh, with award-winning author Marla Frazee, um, which is going to be fantastic. And then we have... um, a discussion with middle grade authors, and we have a discussion with young adult authors. These are not necessarily geared for kids, so we don't have like authors reading to little kids. So, so this year, there's probably not as much as that. In some ways, one thing that's nice with the new, new format is that you don't have to cover everything. And next year, we'll kind of look at what did we lay aside? Let's bring that in and focus on that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, especially after two years of the pandemic. Most people who are coming back with festivals are trying to switch it up a little bit. I think it's interesting. Okay, you've mentioned a few of your special guests that you have speaking at the event this year. Who are some of the other authors you have attending? Obviously, you know, Michael Connolly was huge. Greg Hurwitz is huge. Um, we have uh, U.S. House Representative Adam Schiff on our last evening. Is our last event at um, 7 o'clock 
on May 14th, Saturday at Broman's bookstore upstairs. He's going to be in conversation with Larry Wilson, the public editor for Pasadena Star News. And he wrote an amazing book. Obviously, he oversaw, you know, two impeachment trials and was just brilliant. If you're of that persuasion <laughs> that supports that, but he's incredible. And so he's he's going to be in conversation. That'll be our last event of the of Lit Fest 2022. And Kat, will people need to pre-register or buy a ticket for that event? At the moment, no. Generally, for all our events, it's just come, show up. People don't need to register. People don't need to get free tickets. Nothing costs anything. Because everyone is just opening up again and having these live events, because Romans is a little bit smaller, I am discussing with our contact there whether we should um, have people register on like an Eventbrite, even though it will be free just for the space. That has not quite been decided yet, but we will let people know if we think we have to. Yeah, it can be disappointing for people traveling and then they arrive and can't get into an event. Now, I am all about indie bookshops, and it's lovely to see indie bookshops among your list of partners, for example, Vermans. And I also saw the Rip Bodice as being one of your partners. As a partner, what do they bring to LitFest? And can you tell us about some of your other indie bookshop partners, please? Again, when we were at full weekend in the Playhouse District, Vermans did all of the book selling. Now that we're branching out at different locations in different days, there are so many favorite bookstores. And Flint Ridge Bookstore has always been one of our favorites. And Once Upon a Time in Montrose is a favorite. So when we were thinking, okay, we're going to be at the mausoleum, well, let's, let's invite other people for exposure and to bring in some of our favorites. So Flint Ridge Bookstore is going to be selling books at the mausoleum. And they're also going to be selling books at our two Wednesdays, which are May 4th and May 11th at the Altadena Library, where we're having our social justice and social change discussions. Um, and then the Ripped Bodice um, from actually my daughter has a friend who works there and she had mentioned it to me. Oh, hey, you know, Piper works at the Ripped Bodice. And I was like, what's, and I had been wanting to bring in romance panels. And so when I heard this, I was like, oh, this is too coincidental. And I immediately called them up and spoke with Leah and just said, hey, would you be up for this? And um, so, so. Yes. So they're organizing, they've organized the two romance panel discussion on May 14th at the Pasadena Presbyterian Church. Um, and, um, and then we're having Once Upon a Time, which is normally a children's bookstore in Montrose. They're going to be coming and selling the children's book, but also our memoir books because we have two memoir panels. It's nice to partner with people and it's nice to bring more and more people into it to see what we can give them for exposure, for sales, etc. The Pasadena Literary Alliance, which puts on the Festival of Women Authors, they approached us and they are our partner this year because they have an open book program. They have organized one of our memoir panels on May 14th. So they're another partner. And it's just good to meet people and it's good to, again, help exposure. Absolutely. And you also have Red Hen Press as a partner too. Toby Harper and Monica Fernandez, who work for Red Hen Press, they, they've been on the Lit Fest planning committee for some time and they're fantastic. 
absolutely love them. And so again, when we were thinking of this new um, format, and we always have things on publishing, how to navigate the publishing world on the craft of writing. And so it just seemed like a natural fit to have that at Red Hen. So we're having a Red Hen day on Saturday, May 7th. And, um, and it'll all be about publishing and the craft of writing. We're going to have panel discussions and workshops. And then they're going to bring in I and mean, have some local authors do readings at the end of the day. I love that you're promoting local Pasadena authors. Let's go over everything. So the when, to reiterate, it is Saturday, April 30th through Saturday, May 14th. The where, we've gone over the different locations. Can you please give people the website information in case they have questions or they want to go over the schedule, please? The website is litfestpasadena.org and it's L-I-T-F-E-S-T, pasadena.org. Yeah, the website definitely has a lot of great information. Kat, thank you so much for being a guest on the Bookshop Podcast and I wish you all the best for LitFest 2022. Thank you for having us. It was really lovely. Thank you so much. You've been listening to my conversation with Kat Ward, Event Manager and Special Projects Manager for Lightbringer Project, the organization behind LitFest Pasadena. Make sure to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Mandy Jackson Beverly. And check out my website at mandyjacksonbeverly.com. And if you'd like to contribute to the coffee fund, go to thebookshoppodcast.brassbrout.com, click on the little orange heart in the right-hand corner of the page, and you can donate using PayPal. Your contributions support the production and editing costs of the show. For information regarding sponsoring an episode, email thebookshoppodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Theme music provided by Brian Beverly.